my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Uh, Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday. Whenever this, yeah. uh, whenever you're listening to this episode, you could be listening whenever to it on Sc- New Year's it. or Boxing Day for all we know. Whenever you get to the episode, at some point, at some point, you'll listen. You know what? Ha- happy whatever year it is. I hope the aliens have been good to you. Um, you know, just covering every base that we could possibly hit of things that you could be listening to this during. Do you think the aliens are following us on whatever alien version of Twitter there is? I imagine that they get the beams we send out every third year to uh, of just backlogging all the geek stuff. I imagine they've gotten it. They're they just say they didn't get it. You know, they're just now listening to the vintage episode and they're going, yeah, there's no way Thor's ever going to fly as a movie. That's just going to be yeah. the first failure of the MCU. Right, Kev? <laughs> yeah, it's hysterical because you're basically giving the plot of uh galaxy quest but it's our show instead of uh instead of that other show so which one which character from galaxy quest are you kev well i'm tim allen (laughs) yeah you're i guess you are the fearless leader does that make me the uh alan rickman just the guy that's just so so sick of it all i would think you're the alan rickman yeah yeah by grand thar's hammer and like grab Thar's hammer. Grab Thar's hammer. Excuse me. And then, uh, who does that make sandwich? I I wouldn't even know. I I I'm trying to think of the cast and think who the hell I am in Galaxy Quest. Is he the? Is he? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that played Monk. I can't think of his name. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. He's not him. No. He's he's what's his name? Sigourney oh, Weaver. Oh my god! I can't. No, I can't think of the character's name. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. He's the Sam Rockwell. Of- All right. Uh, I don't. 
hate do, that. Do you know who? Okay, so so let's let's give the joke here, uh, Sandwich. I don't think he knows who it is. So Sam Rockwell was the character who played a red shirt. You know what a red Guy. shirt is? Yes. So the Guy red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so the red shirts always die, right? So when yes. it now appears to be that the episode is actually happening, he spends the entire movie panicked that he's going to die because he's just a he's a nobody. He's not one of the main cast, and he's panicked the whole time. You have to. You really have to remember the rest of it too. He was actually in the original show. He right. was in the original show in one of the episodes, and he died in the episode. Oh, okay, so he did die in the episode too. Yeah, so it's not like he's just some dude who turned up. Like he was at. Like I'm pretty sure. I, I, was he the announcer? I think he was the announcer at the first convention they were at, or something. You know, and it's the kind of thing that that somebody who like played a red shirt might do you know like where they're like hey we got you remember this guy he was in this episode and you know uh, and he'll be the announcer guy bringing on the actual people and of course none of them remember him or anything like that but he tells them at least on two occasions i think he says oh yeah i was in episode blah 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 you know and and i and i died and there's even a point later on when they're deciding i'm pretty sure I can't remember if it's them going down on the planet to get the sphere or whatever the exact plot point was, but he said, or they were discussing, yeah, this was just like episode, whatever, whatever. And, and Sam Rockwell goes, wait, episode, whatever, whatever. And they were like, yeah. And he's like, I died. In episode whatever, whatever. <laughs> so it does happen to be just like <laughs> really the episode he brilliant. died in. Yeah. It's a brilliant movie, by the, the way, galaxy quest. The, the only thing that could have made that movie better and it was perfect. The only thing that could have made it better is if they actually had, you know, William Shatner and Leonard Nemo, you know, if they had the actual cast of Star Trek play it because it's got that to its parodying. If you haven't seen the documentary on Galaxy Quest, you need to watch it. Uh, because it is it it's even more brilliant, I think, than people realize. And in order to um, uh, in order to appreciate it, you need like that documentary. Um, but I think I think the greatest compliment was paid to that movie by Bren Spiner, uh, who played Data on Next Gen- in the Next Generation cast of Star Trek. He said, "He said Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie ever made." <laughs> yeah. And why didn't we make this? That was the other question. He said, "Why didn't we make this?" Which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, you know, and I, I I would almost say that about, about the Orville now, right? The, and I haven't watched the new season that's on... Is it on Netflix? No, it's not on Netflix. I think it's on Hulu. Um, I think it's... Is it Hulu? I can't remember. It's somewhere. But yeah, yeah I mean... Didn't Fox dump it and Hulu pick it up or something? Yeah, they, and so they, they kind of retitled it, right? Um, it's... it's uh, and, and actually, there's talk of it going from Hulu over to Disney+, Plus, which would then, you know, make it even even better. So... I mean, like more people would see it because more people have Disney Plus than Hulu, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but they, and they kind of retitled it. It was like you know Orville, the Orville. And they gave it a subtitle. Yeah, it's right? got it's got a subtitle for the, for the new ones. Um, the new adventures or something. I don't know something. Yeah. I mean, Orville I mean, TNG. Yeah, but you don't know what TNG means. Right. They'll never. Then I'll ever explain it. Um, you, you know, th- th- I mean, but that show does the Star Trek, 
with a little comedy. And what I've heard is that they kind of, I mean, they still have some jokes in there, but it has gotten a little bit more serious and less silly. I mean, you know, so which makes it even more like a Star Trek, you know, especially like a next generation, like, like an original series or a next generation episode, they really have the feel exactly right on that show. Right. And it's called the Orville new horizons is, is the, the subtitle of, of season four and beyond, or maybe it's season three and beyond. Um, but so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't get enough of it. I also heard that they did a, uh, like a send off for Norm Macdonald. You know, he played the voice of kind of a gelatinous, uh, yeah. CGI character on that. So when Norm passed, they, they did, I haven't seen, but I haven't seen the new season yet. I need to watch it. Cause I really did enjoy that show. So anyway, uh, before we move on, why don't we do uh, for those aliens listening, when you get to this, uh, in however many light years it takes, um, be sure that you are following the show on all the social medias. If they still exist, uh, meta Facebook still exists at this point, even though that company is going out of business. Twitter is, uh, on fire at the moment. Uh, it is. Oh yeah. I mean, Mr. Musk is, uh, destroying that, uh, that, Oh, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, not Twitter. Facebook. No, 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 no. Well, uh, Meta, the company that owns Facebook and Instagram, is losing lots and lots and lots of money right now. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily going out of business, but they're struggling for sure trying to launch their uh, Meta universe, their AI. Or, or the Metaverse. The Metaverse or whatever. Um And then, so so anyway, but you can find us on all those, pla- on all the failing social media platforms, Geek Stuff TNG, the only one we're not on is TikTok, and that's the only one that seems to be doing well, except for the Department of Justice wants to shut that one down because it's essentially a Chinese spy engine. So um, maybe, I don't know if we should get on that or not. We'll, we'll make sure that uh, Sandwich does it on his phone so that all of his personal information goes directly to the Chinese government while he's managing oh, good, the good, show good. account. Um, that seems fair. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's uh, Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. If you want to uh, reach out to us, you can give us a call on the GVM line. 201. 730, wait, 201, Oh, wow, I just lost it. <laughs> wow. I've never lost it before. My Pavlov must have fucking broken. Hold on. I, I have a number, but I feel like I'm saying the wrong number. Well, how did that happen? Say, say what first I thing just... that comes to mind. GVM line. 201-730-2547. That's right. See, I just had to reboot, had to reboot the, the Pavlovian response there. Uh, you can also send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. And then you can... Uh, Support the show over on the Patreon. We really appreciate that. A dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. For $3 a month, it's the early bird special where you get the prep sheet and you get the episodes as soon as I'm done editing them. Uh, For $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff as well as any other uh, little bonus shows that we throw in there like the Sandwich Shop. And then for $10 a month, you get to watch the show live on Instagram Live when Kev has a working iPad. When he's in the... (laughs) And yeah, when he's in a place where he can work. I, when he's I in big Kevin iPad, what I need now is to not be on the north side of this island on my phone. Ah, yes. Right. Happens to the best of us. It does. It, yeah. it does. All right. So, I've been on the north side of Jersey before, and then stuff doesn't work. You never want to get stuck in North Jersey without a functioning iPad. I mean, nope. <laughs> that's also true. All right. Let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? All right, so uh, I think we should start with um, the big Disney news. After 999 yes. days, they essentially booted uh, Bob 
paycheck Chapek out, and they brought back Bob Iger, the most recent CEO. Yeah, I, and I I saw videos of people literally dancing in the street at Disney, <laughs> and I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not. It it is not. Uh, Chapek has been universally hated, I think, by Disney fans and cast members alike. Again, I don't know. I mean, maybe he, I mean, again, they call him paycheck, right? I mean, like there's literally like pins that you can wear that have a picture, a caricature of him holding two big money bags. And, um, you know, he's the one that called the key holders or the pass holders undesirable attendees. I mean, so just like I said, maybe the shareholders like him. Maybe he made money for Disney Corporation, but he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, even if it did. Anyway, so he's out. Bob Iger's back. I'm, you know, I think everybody's just hoping that he's going to, Iger's going to step in and go, okay, we're ending this policy. We're ending that policy, you know. So, so we shall see. But I think that's, uh, that's the top story in my book, at least. Who would have thought that Disney was due for a Disney storybook ending? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's all kinds of like the, there's one, it, it's the, the one that I saw on TikTok is, um, Shoot, who was the who was the captain of the Black Pearl? Jack Sparrow. No, no, the Black Pearl. The the uh, Barbosa. Barbosa, and he goes, "Oh, how's me? Sh- I'm back. How's me ship or something like that?" You know, and yeah. it says, "You know, Bob Iger coming back in." It's like, yeah, it's not in good shape. So, um, anyway, we'll see. Uh, let's see what's going on. Other Disney he, Disney news. Um, they're making a Goosebumps series over on Disney Plus with Justin Long is going to be cast in that. And then, so, what? like a, I guess Goosebumps, like the old TV show where they just do like a, not like a monster of the week, but they just like deal with stuff, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like an anthology. They were all different, right? They were like an anthology series, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the first one episode's like, oh, my dog has human eyes, and it finds out it's a human and stuff like that, and or like the ice cream is a thing, or I don't know. It's, it's all a bunch of like weird like four kid horror stories. It says. He's going to be a series regular, so that makes it sound like mm-hmm. it's different than a, an anthology series like where they would be. Serling. Yeah. Oh, maybe. A monster of the week scenario. And he's just. Oh, what's the um the tales from the crypt? And they had that weird the crypt puppet. keeper. The crypt yeah. keeper. Yeah, it's one of those things. I have a scary story for you. I'm a puppet. Ooh. Oh, and but I mean, the best ping, thing about the Crypt Keeper was all the pun, bad puns. That was like, you know, all yes. kind of dead, death-related puns that he would do. That was that cut. was Tales from the Crypt, like the the, the series, right? Because there was a movie of Tales from the Crypt too, right? Like that was like a four four. That, that is a question for a horror fan. Um, I get too scared looking at Goosebumps <laughs> for too long. So we're talking about Goosebumps. Um, but I will not be enjoying Goosebumps because so even even I'm the kids scared. even the kids Goosebumps are too scary for you. Absolutely, absolutely petrifying. Um, I get made fun of all the time. I have very low tolerance for fear. Uh, so I was at a pumpkin picking thing with my girlfriend, and it was broad daylight, and a guy jumped on the um jumped on the like the wagon thing. We were on like a wagon ride, and the guy jumped on it. In broad daylight, I saw him coming. He jumps on and starts shaking, and I was like, holding my hand real time, like I don't like this. I don't, I'm really uncomfortable right now, and I really don't like this, and I really want to leave. Like I almost ended the whole event, and we were with people. 
And I was like, I want to go home. In the daytime. Already in the daylight. The entire, I saw him coming. I had time to prepare. I'm like, nope, I want to go home. This mm. is no fun anymore. <laughs> we we took the, the children to the brick or treat uh, thing at uh, Legoland, and they had a like a little maze that, you know, for kids, but there's like, there's yeah. three points in the maze where somebody is there and only one did they kind of like jump out. Uh, yeah. And that was the last one. And like, yeah. Brittany didn't really want to go through it. Um, and then the last guy did kind of like shock her. She wasn't ready for for him to jump out, but like, I don't really like horror or, or haunted houses or anything like that. But like when we went to, we happened to go to, uh, if to, uh, six flags, magic mountain at around Halloween time. And they have, you know, it gets scary after dark, right? And so we got there. We had, like, annual passes that were about to expire. So we were going. Um, and as soon as we walked in, she said, what time does the scary stuff start? And they said, 6 o'clock. And Brittany's like, okay, I will be in the parking lot by 6 o'clock. I will not be in the park at 6. And uh, it was, like, 5.55, and her aunt and I were getting in line for another ride. She goes, like, I'll see you at the car. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to get stuck in this park after the scary guys come out. She's like, forget there it. There you go. And then oh, she yeah, no, to- I mean, it's. It is a little creepy when the scary guys come out because yeah. they're like walking on, they're like walking funny and they'll just run up to you and start yelling. And yeah, well, one of the best ones around here is over at Kev's favorite place, Earl's Disneyland, better known as Knott's yes. Berry Farm. They call it Knott's Scary Farm, and that is one of the better, uh, like you know, haunted theme parks in the evening. They have mazes and lots of lots of good, you know, scare actors that come out. So they have a guy who climbs the ride. Farm. Knott's Berry Farm, Earl's Disneyland. Not very farm. Not very farm. <laughs> you remember the picture I took to describe Not Very Farm yes. when we were there? Low thrill ride. Yes. Low thrill ride. It really encompasses the park. It's a low thrill park. <laughs> we have to uh, we have to do a bonus episode where we just talk about Knott's Very Farm and the excitement that we had there because it was a fun day and we never really got back around to it. Um. Anyway, some other Justin Long news. He said that he's read a script for uh not a script or an idea that vince vaughn has for dodgeball 2 and uh ben stiller is not like into it and like justin long is saying that uh, ben stiller ought to do it so do we need a dodgeball 2 is rip torn still alive is he still can he be in it no i think no, he's dead honestly, yeah i think he's been for a while I think. yeah so no rip torn could we get alan tuddick back uh as steve the pirate yes Maybe. Is he, he, i mean still alive and will do anything Apparently, I mean, you know, he's he's so good, but he does work a lot. Has anybody seen uh, Resident Alien? His uh, nope. I heard sci-fi. really good things. Hmm? Funny. Supposedly, it's funny. I I think it looks the premise looks good. The the clips that I've seen make me really want to see it. But again, it's there's so many shows that I just can't get around to. It's uh, we're we're after this. We're past the saturation point, like Sandwich said last week. My, my question is, um, you know, there was a point to the first dodgeball tournament, you know, getting money to save the gym. That's right. Uh, but save average Joe's gym. But now now why are we playing dodgeball? What's what's the premise? What's again? Do we run out of money? It's like it's like breaking to electric boogaloo. They're coming to get that. We're losing uh, average guy's gym again. So let's just do yeah. it again. I heard they're doing the dodgeball tournament again. Yeah. Dodgeball yeah, to electric boogaloo. Same. What was that, Kev? I said literally the same premise. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it again. Well, that's that's what I heard about um, A Christmas Story Christmas. But, like the it was funny, the first half of the of the 
the headline for the review said, Christmas Story Christmas is perfect nostalgia. And then it said, doing all the jokes again just doesn't quite work. And it's like, I'm like, but that's, I mean, that's it. That's what, that's what all these nostalgia pieces are going to do. They're going to hit all the same beats and either you like it or you don't. But I mean, they're not going to come up with new jokes. They're just going to kind of redo what you saw before or it wouldn't be nostalgic. Yeah, it's the whole point. Right, I, I heard. I heard the movie was good. I, I want to see it. I haven't. I've seen, it's it's on HBO Max. I'm I'm looking yes. forward to seeing it. I feel like I want to do like back to back. Right, watch a Christmas Story and then a Christmas yeah. Story Christmas. Yeah. The thing is, what what channel is it that runs the uh, Christmas Story just nonstop? Is that, it it used TBS? to be TNT. I think it's TNT. Okay. Might have been TBS. Might have been TBS. So my question is now: Do they do both, or is it still just the first one forever? No, I think the the new one I think is owned by HBO Max. So I doubt. Oh yeah, happen. yeah. They won't share. I don't think they would. Yeah, maybe, maybe a few years from now. A few years from now, maybe they'll just do them back to back, like one after the other. Yeah, but that'll be down the road a, while, a ways. So let's see what else is going on with Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. Um, have they found a director for Blade yet? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it. I feel like I, that's why it's been on like semi hiatus for a minute, right? That they had differences with the last guy, and then. And the script is shaky, it seems like. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Which is a shame because Blade is a cool character and one I would love to see fleshed out again. Um, well, they'll, they'll figure that out. Right. And they'll it, figure that's, it that's out. Mahershal yeah. Ali is, the, is Blade, right? And so he's like, hey, we got to yes. make the. He's basically saying this has got to be as good as all the rest of the MCU. Let's, let's make it happen. Um, let's see what else is going on in MCU. Loki's already done filming season two we said moon knight is a season two seems pretty likely but they haven't really made an official announcement yet has anybody seen uh wakanda forever yet no is, is it playing no, on the island yet no if, oh, should, if and when it does i will be there but i haven't seen i didn't check today to see if they listed it maybe for next week or something but i yeah. will definitely go see it when it it happens i mean who doesn't know all the spoilers at this point by the way if you know the spoilers you are definitely going to need to tune in once i see that movie and take credit for the fact that uh, and this isn't a spoiler but i called it like when he when chadwick boseman died and i said how are they going to do we were how are they going to do the sequel i called it absolutely called it now, it didn't happen exactly the way that I said, but the broad strokes of it, I called it. So if you remember what I said about Wakanda Forever after Chadwick Boseman died, then you'll know that I nailed it. Um, speaking of sequels, Venom 3 has a director. It has a Venom 3? Venom. Th- first of all, did you know there was going to be a Venom 3? No, I don't know who we fight at this point anymore. Guys, I'm I'm interrupting you. I'm cutting out here, so I'm going to bail out, and I will speak with you guys later. All right, if you can join right. back in, join back in. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> uh, Venom 3, major update as Kelly Marcel signs on to direct the Tom Hardy sequel after writing the first two Sony Spider-Man movies. All right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where... I guess it goes, but I mean, there's only like one sort of symbiote left, which is like that they they introduced it recently, that guy who's like the god of the symbiotes or whatever. 
That's the only thing that sort of makes sense. Like they just, they just start making more up. Oh, so um, like bring bring a new symbiote to Earth, and then Venom's got to fight some different. Yeah. Uh, if they're doing that, because like I don't know what the natural progression is next for a Venom villain. I mean, I just don't understand Beyond... how you do Venom without Spider Man. I mean, they've managed to do two movies without Spider Man. Yes. Um, and Which I mean, fine because they they were dealing with tangentially Venom things, Carnage, and um, what was the uh, the, the the first guy, whoever he was, but he was like the. The weird other riot he might have been called whatever his name was the other bad symbiote yeah but he was just he was just another he came in the same spacecraft yeah. that brought venom though right i mean so in, yeah i mean yeah I, I just i mean so so i like when i started reading comic books was right around the time of secret wars or secret wars 2 any whenever when spider-man got the black suit right yeah that the beyonder made for him right and and what it was is they were on like battle world and he and everybody was like getting weapons, and Spider Man said, "Oh, gee, it'd be nice if I had, didn't have to worry about running out of web fluid. It would be you know whatever." And then this, you know, black suit that essentially the web fluid shot out of the suit. He he didn't need his web shooters because it shot from the suit. Turns out that it wasn't the webs; it was venom. It was the symbiote, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't find that out for years in in the comic books, right? Yeah. And you know, so then it, then it makes sense that he's got this black suit for a while, and then it like it bonds to him, and then you know, moves on once he once he breaks free of it. And then it it's has relationship to Spider Man and the whole rest of the universe. But like when there's no Spider Man in there, there are no Venom villains because it doesn't yeah. it, you know, you can't just have Venom they manage to do it, but I mean have Venom exist without Spider Man doesn't make any sense. So No. I mean, yeah, that's just kinda ridiculous. Um it, it'd almost be like making two joker movies right without ever having a batman yeah well i mean or even even look at look at the show <laughs> or, gotham right yeah i mean they did a pretty good job of like giving you kind of backstories of the villains and stuff but it's like without batman it's like what's the there wasn't yeah. a, a point i mean i stopped watching that pretty early on uh-huh. um and I, and I hear that like the guy that played the joker was pretty yeah. good uh you know and yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, the it guy that con- played the penguin was good. It was convoluted as hell. I, 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 I liked the I liked the penguin. I liked the guy that cle- that you know Edward Nigma that you know you know is yeah. going to eventually become the Riddler. Like I liked the the kind of the way that they were doing it. My biggest problem there was again, you know, the age difference. Yeah. Just like in the in the Joker movie with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin it, Phoenix and the and the eight year old uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Kev said that you know maybe. Uh, Joaquin is younger than I think that he is, but he's not because th- there's proof he's like 43. But yeah, I'm, so I'm like, that's right. So when Batman's in his prime, even when Batman's like 25, he's gonna be like a, fighting a 60 year old man that's the Joker. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And to like, me, I but... understand, you know, I think we've had a, where it's like, oh, you know, if you're crazy, you know, you might do some things you wouldn't normally do. You you still have 60 year old bones, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, so that's I mean that's it. So I, you know what you know what this really is. What this really is is the executives at Marvel and DC saying, you know what's happening? We're running out of superheroes. You know what? In theory, we're not running out of as much villains. <laughs> well, I think that's the people outside of yeah. Marvel, right? So yeah. Sony is trying to keep... Because yeah. well, so, Sony has these rights, and they got to keep doing them. So that's why they're making Venom. That's why they're making Craven the Hunter, right? Yeah. 
And, it, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Um, what else is going on? There's a Transformers Rise of the Beast movie with Pete Davidson and Michelle Yao. Michelle Yao's the one from that Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is supposed to be the the Beast, the, like, primal uh, Transformers. So they're, like... Yeah, like the Beast like, Wars, right? Yeah, the Beast Wars. And, like, Optimus is, like, a gorilla. He's, like, Optimus Primal or something like that. Right. Um, so that'll be cool. I think I saw, if I'm thinking it's the same thing, that, like, Ron Perlman is supposed to be the voice of uh, Optimus. I can see which that. Which will be cool. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good voice. Yeah, he's got he's got that good deep voice. I mean, it's well, they're he gonna have Hellboy to make it up too, a right? I mean, bit. he's got he's got a good. Yeah, yeah, they gotta make it up a little bit because I will just hear Hellboy like throw an extra like like a whir in it or something like that. Right. Um, but that's gonna be cool. So I I appreciate the Transformer um continuation because the movies, the old movies, the first two were like okay. And after that, they were just making them for the sake of having robots fight robots and explode and stuff, which made money. And I get that. But, you know, I don't think I'd like to see Transformers come back. I watched the first one, but I yes. don't think I saw I've seen any of them. But it's it's much the same with the first Venom movie yeah. is it's all the cuts are too fast and all the CGI is the same color tones. So yeah. you can't tell the difference, right? Like when no, Venom yeah, when Venom yeah. was fighting Riot in the first one, it's like you can't tell who's who because it's yeah. just a bunch of quick cuts of of CGI. And I, th- I felt like that's how it was with uh, Transformers. Like you know, because if you're watching the cartoons, the colors are so bright, right? You know, yeah. I mean, the the color palettes are different for the Decepticons and and the Autobots, right? So yeah, the, the it's it's very important that you know, like this is Optimus. You can tell by the color palette; he looks like a truck. Like there are ways to tell during the movie. Yeah, there are definitely times where it's like. Even if it, you know who Optimus is, but when the other robots are generically just fighting, you're like, I don't know what's going on because they're just slowing everything down and fucking exploding everything within sight. <laughs> exactly. Now, is this a, is this a live audience or, or a live action or is this a? Uh, I animated? think it's supposed to be live action. I think I heard it's live action, um, but I'm not sure. I, I think it could work live action, but now the question, I guess. Is is this somehow in the same? I guess it's not in the same universe. So I guess in theory, then if it's on the same universe, I guess it would have to be CGI, or it's just there's a because it is a separate universe completely. That's why he's a robot, or he, not a robot. He's always been a robot. Uh, <laughs> why he's a gorilla instead of a sixteen wheeler? I was going to ask about that. Is um. Because the the Beast Wars and that kind of that age of the Transformers was after I stopped watching them. Is it yeah. is it like an Elseworlds? Is it just like a different an alternative yeah, version? Yeah, it's, it's like an Else. From what I remember, I'm now I'm not the biggest uh, like uh, Transformers fan on the show. I I might be, but like I'm not as deep as some other people can be. But from what I remember, um, yeah, it was like an alternate universe. And it's like at a certain point in the future, it's it's not in the it's in the how do I describe it? It's at a point after Cybertron happens, obviously, and like you know they're looking for a new place, but somewhere before Cars, I guess. Are they? Are and they not on Earth? I don't think they're on Earth. I think they're they might be near Earth. It's weird. It's it's really weird. I, but I'm pretty sure I was remember it being like an alternate universe scenario where it's like there's the Beast Wars where they're animals and then there's um 
the actual like regular Transformers you're aware of. Okay, no, that makes sense. I just wasn't quite sure about that. Um, uh, if you know the exact uh, Transformers timeline, call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. All right, let's hit and some. Let's know about the uh, Transformerverse. Yeah, I would love to know about it. Uh, other casting news. Um, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to name you two names. Mm-hmm. One of them is a fictional character, and one of them is a real person. I want you to first tell me which is which. I'm going to okay. say Barbarella and Sydney Sweeney. Okay. So Wh- I feel which like... one of those is a real person, and which one of those is a fictional character? Sydney Sweeney has a first and a last name, so I'm going to guess that's the real name. I mean, Madonna doesn't have a last name, but that's okay. But no, you're right. Sydney Sweeney is she's an actress that is on uh, Euphoria. She's been uh-huh. on a few other things, so she is. Uh, Slated to star as in a remake of Barbarella. So okay. Barbarella was like a space opera starring um, uh, Jane Fonda back in the '60s, and it was a very uh, I don't know, like I don't. It it, it was just very uh, like sexual. Uh, okay. It, it, with uh, with Jane Fonda, um, made her made her a sex symbol. I don't know. If she might have already been a sex symbol, but I mean, it was a it was a big deal back in the '60s. So they're gonna remake that with Sydney Sweeney. Um. Again, I'm just interested to Sydney see Sydney Sweeney. So the um, <clears throat> like Barbarella would have a lot of uh, the stuff that Kev likes, like the the bubble helmet, like spacesuits and stuff like that. I think that it's that that kind of uh, sci-fi look and feel to it. Oh, he'll he'll like it because it's the girl from Euphoria, and for some reason he really likes Euphoria. Oh yeah, I mean Euphoria is a decent show. Um, so yeah, I mean, so we'll, I'll be interested to see that. Uh, let's see, there's going to be a Dune series, right, called Sisterhood of the Sisterhood. Dune the Sisterhood is okay. filming. So it's about the the nun. No, they're not nuns. They're like uh, priestesses or whatever. There's there also, uh, just fun fact, pulling the curtain back on the fact that I have a social life. Um, me and my friends at like the comic shop down the street now, we greet each other now just saying, Atreides, Atreides. Just randomly, because it just became a thing. We just we someone thought someone said Atreides, and now we just yell Atreides at each other. <laughs> so now, and it's not like we even like doing that much. Like the movie was okay, um, but I mean, yeah, Atreides. Hey, Super we're, excited we're, for more for more Dune. We're only like a year out from um, Dune Two, it's supposed to be November of twenty three. And, and then, do you do you, what do you think are the possibilities that we get like the weird like extra the the like. You know, what's supposed to be like doing three and four, which are like the second and third books or whatever, where like uh, he becomes like a, a sandworm and shit like that. And like, what do you think we get those films like the the weird after movies or no? I'm going to be interested to see if you like see the. Uh, the, the the travelers like the the pilot guys that get all. Yeah like messed up like like they change yeah, shape they're like and stuff. gelatinous cubes yeah and shit. yeah i'll be interested if we even if we even see that because i mean I, I again i was shocked at how closely this film followed the plot of the david lynch version right yeah. i was again I, I was just assuming that there was this novel dune and then david lynch just took David Lynch uh, liberties and made it his own thing. But yes. clearly he didn't. He's following the plot of Dune because the, this movie has the same beats, you know, the same yeah. characters, like very, very similar. So so I'll be interested to see like that. The I don't remember what they're called. There's a, you haven't played the Dune board game, have you? 
I did a, like three years ago before any of I before I even started with the show. I think I was at my local comic shop and there was a guy. It might have been three years. No, ago. No, no. This is a newer one, though, because it's based on the movie. Oh, okay. there, there, an there is an one. there is an old Dune board game that seems to be yes. pretty good, but there's a new one. It's called like Dune. I can't think of the subtitle, but it it's and it's a combination of a deck builder and a uh, and a worker placement, right? So if like if if you like Lords of Waterdeep and you like Dominion, you like you kind of put them together, uh, okay. and, and and you get a little of both. It's a fun game. It's really. I would say it's kind of complicated. takes It takes oh. a lot, but I oh, like Dune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I've played it. I think I've only played it twice. I may have played it three times. Uh, but like, it only takes like ten points to win. Like the first person to get ten points wins the game. And yeah. like every time I've been like, okay, somebody wins with ten, and I've got like eight or nine. Like, like you know, like one play. I was you know, so like I don't feel like I got blown out. Like I've played yeah. other played other games. I played this one game that was probably the most complicated game I've ever ever played, and I got lapped. Like you know you you know a, you know the, the point counter goes around the board and it goes up to a hundred, and the guy yeah. like went all the way around and lapped me and still beat me by you know probably one hundred and twenty five points on the on this game. And it was like yeah, I really sucked at that one. Anyway, that Dune board game is 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 pretty sweet. I'd recommend it. I really liked that one. There you go. Let's see what else. Uh, let's knock out some of these production uh, stories with while Kev's here. We can move through them fast. There's going to be a Gangs of New York TV series, and Scorsese is actually directing. Did you ever see Gangs of New York? Yes, it was a, I like that movie a lot actually. Because um, it, it felt, you know, it's a Scorsese film for sure, but it just felt different. So it was always like something I enjoyed because it's like it's very much a Scorsese, but it's it's not, you know, because. It's New York, but you know he's not dealing with some Italian guy. You know what I mean? So like, it's different. I don't know. It was Bob, and... the, Bob the Butcher was? I was Irish in this one, right? Yeah, Bob the Butcher. The Irish versus the the natives. Yeah, that was a good movie. I, t- I think that's one of the. That's where I first started to really like. Uh, what's his name? The guy that played Bob the Butcher. I can't think of his name. Uh, right. that, uh, something um, Lee Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And because I hadn't seen like his earlier stuff, like uh, Last of the Mohicans or, or My Left Foot. Um, but then and I loved that. I liked him in Nine, right, where he plays the the director that's the musical. And then, I mean, I loved There Will Be Blood. Have you ever seen There Will Be Blood? No, I have not seen that. Oh, uh, I mean, I... that just, again, Daniel Day-Lewis' acting in that is so great. The movie is, I just love it. It's just, it's so different. It's very weird, but it's a good, good movie. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, yeah, so Gangs of New York series, so, I mean, if Scorsese's involved... I guess that's an HBO thing, then, I guess, right? If Scorsese... That's the only one I feel like would have the budget for Scorsese. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be... Let's see, where is that gonna be? But that'd definitely be cool, you know, seeing, I guess, a, a continuation or something in that universe is just cool. You know? People I mean, forget Liam Neeson was in that movie, so, I mean, it had a lot of people in it. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from from there. Yeah, there's not a lot of detail yet, but you're right. Those like they could just retell the story, but make it episodic, and then yeah. just do more stuff and have it last. Uh, let's see. You could bang out like five seasons of that, and I'd love every episode, probably. They could tie it into the Sopranos, and it could be the the gangster verse of of HBO. 
Yeah, I can't see where it's going to be playing where, when it comes out. So we'll see. We'll Once we find out, out, you'll find out right, right here at Geeks FTNG. Yeah, I saw somebody, you know, uh, a TikTok. They just people just play random clips from stuff. And I, there was a the they they played the scene from The Sopranos where Tony figures out that uh, Big Pussy is has flipped. Yeah. You know, like when he finds like in the cigar box and then it shows him, hey, let's go buy a boat. And then, you know, when he and it's just like, oh, you know, it's just it's just so sad. Like that. that's like that's end of first season, right? First or second season? It might, it might be early second season. But yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, just remembering how how long ago that was. Good old Sopranos. I miss, oh, I miss yeah. the Sopranos. I saw the um, spoilers for Sopranos when Bacala got hit. <laughs> oh, Bobby Bacala. That was the saddest one. That was that was the one. That's like, oh, he was a good guy, you know. He's still a good person. You know, it, it's funny, right? I mean, they're all criminals, right? They're all criminals. Yeah. When they get yeah. killed by other criminals for doing criminal stuff, it's like you you can't really feel bad for them. But of all of them, Bobby's the only one that like isn't a total piece of shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's kind of like it's it's the single scenario where it's like he kind of you almost feel like he got caught up, and you're just like, oh well. I mean, this is cool. I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because like he's such a he was such a punching bag of a character, right? You know, like they yeah. all, I mean, again, my favorite episode, right? The Pine Barrens, when Bobby comes over and he's got all his camouflage stuff on and Tony just starts laughing. <laughs> that's, that's just one of my favorites. But it's like, but then that one episode where Bobby actually had to do his job as, and, and intimidate the uh, the juror in the trial, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he can be intimidating too. Like, it was just, it was just funny to see him actually do like mob stuff because normally he's just the gopher yeah. for uncle junior he's just he's right. just getting made fun of by the other mob guys so like one time you'll see him do it he he wrote uh like a book about his life i actually have that book and i read it really good book oh the actor that played bobby yeah huh, that's interesting yeah you have to do a, a book report for the sandwich shop at some point yeah it's like yeah. a goomba's guide to life oh yeah i remember that book okay that was bobby yeah. all yeah. right Let's see. What else is going on here? Uh, uh, you know who Aubrey Plaza is, right? Yes. So she's going to be with Adam Driver and friends in uh, Megapolis by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, you got Francis Ford Coppola and uh, uh, Martin Scorsese doing stuff all at the same time. Um, what year is this? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's 1978. Um, <laughs> she's also going to be in the, uh, the, the Agatha's Coven disney plus like coming in darkness what the hell is yeah hey i can't get enough of aubrey plaza you know she's good in everything i i just I oh, yeah. enjoy her so that's always if good kevin was here he'd be really excited he likes her I he think. likes aubrey plaza think, also okay. yeah yeah let's see spoiler kevin likes attractive actress <laughs> oh i'm gonna go out on the limb and say that this attractive uh female is gonna be right up kevin right Dally. up kev's alley <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's go to the celebrity crime crime blotter. Um, looks like Danny Masterson's rape trial is currently the jury is deadlocked, so that may uh, result in what's called a hung jury. So, huh. so do you know what happens? The sandwich is legal corner. What happens when the jury is deadlocked? Don't they have to find a new jury and redo it? You have to. It, well, it becomes it's a mistrial. The jury cannot yes. come to a unanimous decision. So yes. then that trial ends, and they would have to do it again. So then yeah, the prosecutor, retrial, right? yeah, the prosecutor can decide yeah. not to do. It. Sometimes they just go, ah, f it. We can't. It's it's yeah. it's. We're always going to be stuck that way. So sometimes yeah. they don't go back, which means the guy gets off. Yeah. Or, or they could they could try it again. 
it's interesting to see where this goes because i mean he's like a celebrity to a degree but like at a way lesser degree than i feel like like he could get caught i could see them trying to go for him whereas like if it's someone i feel with more money that can kind of just like all right whatever we'll keep prolonging this (laughs) yeah like i don't know if he can keep doing that well i think it's oh you mean he might not have enough money to keep defending himself yeah (laughs) Oh, I see. Like, yeah. like I'm gonna settle because if I if we keep going, I'm gonna lose anyways. Yeah. Well, and then there was like seven new ones for uh, Kevin Spacey. Like Kevin Spacey just keeps getting hit with uh, with, with a sexual assault uh, allegations. No, it's, it's. I mean, I know we make jokes, but the the rate at which it happens in Hollywood is staggering. That this is some such a big problem. You know that these guys are just fucking idiots, for lack of a better word, <laughs> you know? I mean, I think it's that they got away with it for so long that they yeah. just, they don't even think about it. Like, they're not worried about getting caught yeah, because they just got away with it, for, you know? And, I mean... It's been it, seven plus years. What's, what's going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's an it's an industry that, historically, you're not going to say anything because you want to work in the industry, right? You're not going to accuse somebody who has the power because they have the power to get you blacklisted so you don't get any work, right? So I think that's the way that it has been for 100 years in Hollywood. And and so, I mean, you know, it's 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 not funny, but it, it on that same note, right, we talked about Brendan Fraser and how he was sexually assaulted by or... I don't know. I guess that's was it the right accused term. or was it? Well, was it accused I guess, or was it? I guess allegedly I have to say yeah. Brendan Fraser claims that he was uh, sexually assaulted by uh, somebody f- like I think the guy that's in charge of the Hollywood foreign press. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the, the people that do the Golden Globes. So he's like, if he gets nominated for the Golden Globes for his most recent movie, which he probably would because he's going to get nominated for an Oscar and all that. He's he's like, I'm not going to go because that would make him a hypocrite. Right. Mm-hmm. I know when when we talked about it, I didn't have all the details on on the story when we talked about Brendan Fraser recently. But yeah, that was like part of why he kind of stepped back from Hollywood, and you know his health uh, suffered, and he kind of gained weight, and he didn't look his best, and all those things were a result of this trauma that came from that experience. And and again, you know, it's so it's not just a it doesn't just happen to women in Hollywood; it happens to but it it is the people with the power taking advantage of the people that don't have the power. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's pretty pretty rough. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so many stories, so many stories we could talk about. Um, did you did you see that Westworld got canceled like abruptly? Oh, it did get canceled? Yeah, like they finished up season 4. Everything seemed to be okay. They mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they were going to do a season five, and then somebody just goes, "Ah, fuck it," and they cancel it. Really? I say somebody. I mean, you know, the executives at at uh, at HBO. But it's like I also read that they were going to they're going to pay the people their contracts. So it's like, I mean, I guess I wonder gonna, what happened. I mean, so, that's weird, right? Yeah, that's not normal. They don't just like they don't just stop randomly after making plans like because 
I mean, I don't think HBO was cutting stuff from HBO, but I don't think they were cutting stuff, something like that, because they were making money off Westworld, less I heard. Uh, yeah, not, as, like not as much as like House of Dragons and this and that, but I mean, it's just really odd the way that they are, uh, you know, now that the, the, the Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, combo is just... Uh. It is hard to fa- figure out what's going on and how they're making decisions over there, but they are some weird decisions that are being made. Yeah. For sure. Well, that hey. makes sense to someone. <laughs> why don't we go to break and then come back and finish up the other half of this episode? Sure. Uh, so is this uh, episode 701, The Road to 800, Part 2? <laughs> uh Sure. You know what? Until we find out a better title, uh, we're going to send this episode of Geeks of TNG, episode 701, The Road to 800, part two, to a break. The way you put some episodes to a break by saying, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found.
Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Pi Day Studios in sunny Southern California, and partially from the north side, of whatever island Kev lives on, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right. So should we should we start the second half of the show with... Kind of the sad news. We can, yeah, we, we can go into it. I mean, you're 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 a big Power Rangers guy, right? I mean, yes. that's one of, that's one of your wheelhouses. It's not a soft wheelhouse. That's a solid wheelhouse. No, that, right? that's my solid. Of all the things I have, it's definitely a major wheelhouse of mine is being a Power Rangers fan. I have several memorabilia I keep with me. Um, big fan, always have been. You know, keep close to the uh, the product as best I can. Hasbro doesn't really put out much, but you know, you do what you best best you can. And um, on Saturday, we lost a uh, one of the original six Power Rangers. Uh, the actor Jason David Frank passed away suddenly, aged forty nine. That's young. Yeah. Now, um, now he was he was the White Ranger and then the Green so Ranger. Is that is that right? Flip that, flip that. Green first, then white, 
and he he is like of my generation he was always like the coolest dude ever because he always had like the, he was always the coolest power ranger and like he was like five different power rangers of the core because he had come back for like a later season he had done a bunch of seasons when he was there and he always like in the beginning he had his own megazord so he didn't have to share with his friends and, you know <laughs> it was just like you had like a cool like sword well first he had a dagger and he had a sword so he had cool like weapons and stuff so like he was always like yeah, the Power Rangers are cool, but if I get to be any Power Ranger, I want to be that one. All right, and, and he started out as the Green Ranger, the Green, and- who was a bad guy, who was a bad guy, and he used to beat up the other Power Rangers. Then he he got turned good by like Power Ranger goodness and whatnot. It's oh. convoluted. Now, did they all like go to school together? They all went to like high school together, and, like. <laughs> and one of them is and- one of them is a super villain going to the high school, and then yeah, the other superheroes yeah, yeah. all go to the yeah. same high school. And there's definitely a scene where like he's like working out in the gym and like. Hey, we know you're the bad guy. It's like, well, yeah. If you know, then don't get in my way. You know what will happen. You're like, he was cool. He was cool. <laughs> um, and it's it's a shame, you know. I mean, I I'll say this. Uh, TMZ has a source that's apparently close, saying you know it's it was a, it was a suicide thing. So you know, I I um I I think I've been saying you know if you are dealing with something. And you feel like there's no one to talk to. That's not true. So when someone to talk to is always someone that you can, you know, get that off your chest because you don't you don't want to get to that point where you think tomorrow doesn't get any better. I don't want to get on a steel box about it, but you know, it's it's serious, you know, especially in the world of men's mental health. You know, I see the statistics. It's like one every one every minute, a couple every hour. It's like it's it's incredible because there's a stigma that as a guy you can't talk about your feelings. That's not true. If you're a guy, you're dealing with stuff, please open up to someone, whoever it needs to be, whoever makes you feel better about, but just having that talk will make you feel better and just getting it off your chest just to start, you know, that I met him one time in another spirit of the show, you know, see the people that you love because you don't know when they're not going to be here. I met him at a comic con five years ago at this point, super sweet guy. He, he, he spent time with every single person who came up to get an autograph and take a picture like he made you feel for like five minutes like you are their best friend you know like i tagged him in the picture on instagram that i took with him like five years ago and he liked it like immediately <laughs> like you know like he cares a little he cares enough you know what i mean he's, he's a great guy and it's it's a it's a shame that he uh, is no longer with us um you know he still had movies coming out you know, I know it's in my wheels, like Power Ranger stuff he was working on. Like he was still very much looking towards the future. So, you know. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad news. Yeah. But then again, it comes back to like what you said is right, right? Don't don't keep it in. Get some help. There are plenty of people out there that would be happy to talk to you. And on the uh, on the fan side, let people know that you care and go see them when you can and you know, take a picture with them, buy the photo op, buy the uh, you know, buy the autograph and, you yeah. know, th- thank the people that meant something to you while you can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy now. Like, I got, he signed a thing for me at the Comic-Con and, like, he took a picture. Like, I'm so much more, like, appreciative now of those things. You know, knowing he's, you know, he, no one expected it, obviously. You know what I mean? The guy's 49 years old. He had so much of his life ahead of him still, you know? Yeah. So, 
a lot of people upset about it, you know, from what I saw. A lot of people on the internet, I saw people posting, like, you know, their own tributes and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I mean, to lose somebody that young anyway is always going to be sad, but then when it's, yeah. when it's uh, you know, death by suicide, it's just that much, yeah. you know, it, it feels more preventable than any other thing. Yeah, you, you know? yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's, that's when, you know, I mean, really, if you're close to them, if you're friends, you know, it, you're going to feel like, oh, why didn't I notice? Why didn't I say something? You know, and, and it's not, you know, but that's, it, it's going to be a tough situation. Yeah. So. Had me in my feels, man. Had me in my feels. Yeah. Was there, was there other uh, Power Ranger related product that you wanted to talk about on that sad uh, note? I mean, yeah, there is, you know, there, there, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for to, to lighten up my mood. Uh, Mezco is releasing a deluxe box set of the five not including uh tommy the one who just passed away uh five the five original ranger box set it's got each of the rangers their weapons cool effects you know mezco always makes excellent looking figures uh so it'll be the five of them their weapons some cool like effects like lightning and stuff uh an extra head because you know it's one head without the helmet on and one with the helmet on of the like the Power Rangers and stuff. Uh, if you go on mezco.com, you took a Power Ranger, you should be able to find them. Um, a lot of cool accessories and whatnot. Um, running you about 400. So, you know, quick math so- 400 divided by five, <laughs> 80 bucks a piece. Wow. Which is, you know, about what they're usually are for a Mezco. I feel like about 80 bucks is the normal. I mean, it's a, f- a set of five. So, I mean, it's definitely not cheap. Um, if I wasn't financially confused, <laughs> this is what I'm going to use at this point, I would definitely consider it, but I mean, it's a cool, f- uh, set of figures. I'd definitely be interested in it. If I could, if you're a Power Rangers fan, I think you should be interested in it. Um, now for people outside of Power Rangers, I don't know much use of this beyond that, honestly, because I know like, you know, we always talk about how you can use the, the figures for like breaking them up and doing other stuff with it. I mean, beyond the weapons and stuff, they're kind of very Power Ranger centric. So for the kit basher guys, you might be a little bit out of luck, but for the Power Rangers fans, you know, if you have the money aside, you know, and you think it's worth it, I would get it. If I had the money for it, I would get it. But you know, I can't justify $400 on a couple of figures. Here's what I suggest that you go down to the local shopping mall and you Uh sit on Santa Claus's lap and you tell Santa Claus that you would like a Mezco Power Ranger original set in your stocking. Yes. And he'll go, ho, 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 and put his boot in your face and kick you down the slide. Yes. It'll shoot your eye out, kid. (laughs) In the spirit of. Is he out yet? Is Is Santa Claus in the malls yet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's not Thanksgiving yet, so maybe maybe he doesn't show up till after Thanksgiving. But he's I'll have to wait. Soon. I'll be the first one in line. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's coming. I know Santa. Him. Oh my god, I know him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Power Rangers because you know Hasbro, they do some Power Rangers toys, but um, they really don't do dick for Power Rangers as a whole. It's not what we like super want. They you, you know they focus, which makes sense. You know, like the newer Power Rangers don't really sell as well as the old ones. They can only do the old ones so much. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's cool to see, you know, a more high-end version of Power Rangers getting some love. So, we'll see. Yeah, it's we'll funny. See, we'll see. I mean, I remember, I think it was 
was it the toys that made us? Yeah, it was the toys that made us where the guy said Power Rangers was like the perfect one because you keep bringing in new Rangers, so that means new toys, right? It's like, you know, you just got to keep, you got to keep up with whatever the current, like, oh. cast of Rangers is as opposed to, like, you know, like Batman. Once you have your Batman, yeah, sometimes that's why they make the kitchen sink versions of Batman, but it's like, you know, you don't need a new Batman every year. You already have your Batman figure because he's the main one. But with the Power Rangers, it's still the Green Ranger, but he looks different, right? Yeah. Like, he, has they, diff- they, he has a cape this year, maybe a sword that he didn't have last year. Yeah, and... yeah I mean, I definitely, as a kid, and so the cool thing about Power Rangers, we talked about this before, they have the Voltron thing where they have a giant fighting robot. They, they combine robots. They make a big robot. Um, I had all those big robots. And as a kid, when I was in like fifth grade, I'm like, man, I'm a grown-up now. I don't need these toys. If I can go back in time and punch myself in the face, say, what the hell are you doing, you moron? <laughs> Not even like people People are like, oh, the collectability and the money of it. No. I would play with those right now during the show if I had them. I would <laughs> mute myself right now and be like, well, now that I'm talking about it, let me go build one real quick, you know? Because they were cool. And they were awesome. And I was a fucking idiot. Kids, don't throw out your toys. Put them in a box. Yeah, I, parents, I, put your kids' bo- toys in a box and just say you're throwing it out. I don't know if that's true anymore because everything is so mass produced. But I feel exactly what you're saying because when I was a kid, when I got a little bit too old, all of my Star Wars toys were taken and given to my younger cousins, who then yeah. did not treat them well and destroyed them. And I'm yeah. like, if I would have kept them, they would have been in better shape, and I probably would have sold them later on, but or, or still had them to play with. Either one. Um, but yeah, I kind of, uh, man, I saw, I saw a, uh, a TikTok. this guy in a thrift store found, I've said TikTok too many times in this episode. He found a C3PO Star Wars action figure case. Like I had the Darth Vader one, but you know, it's kind of shaped like the torso of C3PO and it opens up and that's where you would keep your action figures in. Right. And he found it in a thrift store for like 20 bucks and he opened it up. It had never been used. It still had the piece of cardboard in it that showed all of the different figures that were available at that time. And I'm like, how does that just sit around? And how does it end up in a thrift store? You know, uh, that's just somebody was like, you know, somebody my age or slightly older died. They cleared out his stuff and sent it to the thrift store without looking at it. And it's just sad. Anyway, um, yeah, my my cool stuff was given to my younger cousins. And I wish I still had some some of my stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. At least, at least, like, think about it for a second. Like, all right, listen. Even if they're worth nothing in the future, let the kid be an adult and figure out they want to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, and that's the fun of, I mean, you know, I don't know. If your parents do have that box of your old junk, you go up in the attic and you look at it, and it's like you get that nostalgia. And maybe it's not worth anything, like, to sell, but it's the nostalgia of that was my old toy. That's the that's the fun of going to a garage sale or a thrift store or or whatever, and you go, oh, yeah, I used to have that toy or, you know, like you see some of these things and it's just, it yeah. kind of brings back your childhood, right? So, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, let's see, while we're on the product, we should uh, one more time just plug the uh, uh, the crowdfunding for Eagle Force Wave 7 over at uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction. I think you can also go to Big Bad Toy Store to, to fund so, that. Yes. It's uh, not too much time left, so, you know, if you want to, uh, check out some of those cool figures. I think they're doing pretty good from what I remember, right? I think most of them have are, are very close to or have already funded. Um, so, you know, go over there and check them out. 
Let's see. Let's do some video game news. We usually do that when Kev's not here. Uh, first of all, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's video game news or movie news, but Chris Pratt's Mario voice fans are just like, what? What? What's the point? I don't. I mean, hi, I'm Chris Pratt as Mario with no change in my voice whatsoever, right? It's a me, Mario. Let's a go. Oh boy. Um, there's going to be a Mortal Kombat Legends uh, animated film with uh it's called mortal Kombat legends cage match in 2023 and joel McHale is returning as uh johnny cage exciting are you a mortal Kombat fan oh i like tangentially like it's a it's a cool product um i like the live action movie i know it wasn't super accurate to like the lore um it's a cool movie uh, i'm excited to see i guess where that goes because i think they're making a sequel to it even though it wasn't super well received um and then also uh every time there's a new game i always wait to see what super fucked up fatality the fatality the game yeah it was my favorite of the of the fighting games right i mean like street fighter street fighter 2 came out and they were they were fun but then mortal Kombat, like there were different more different combinations more like all the characters were different and then the fatality on top of it it just made mortal Kombat like my favorite of the fighting games at that time and that was yeah. kind of that was around the end of when I would play video games in arcade, you know, like real arcade games. Mm-hmm. So uh, now everybody just plays on their little home computers. Like you, you're not even a, you're are you you're a computer guy or did you switch to console? Which was it? I can never remember. No, I'm on computer now. You're on like, com- you were a console guy, and now you've I was made a console the switch for generations, and now I've made the switch, and it's very good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I mean, it's. If I can do most things on my computer, it just makes my life easier anyways. And then, yeah, I can just game here too. So, no, it's fun. So what happens... It runs faster too. What happens when a company decides to shut down uh, the online servers for certain games and you still play those games? You're just you're just out? Yeah, you're just out. I mean, I've, you've seen, I've seen videos of that online. It's funny. Not funny. It's sad and funny, but it's like seeing guys just running around being like, bye, bye, bye. And then just the server just shuts down. <laughs> it's all over. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, according to EA, that's Electronic Arts, right? Their online yes. service update database, Dragon Age Origins, Ooh. Army of Two, The 40th Day, and Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, will go dark at the end of October. So they're already gone. In November, ga- oh, yeah. gamers will lose online pay for Command & Conquer, Red Alert 3. That's for PS3 and Xbox 360. Command uh-huh. & Conquer 3. Mercenaries 2, and Onrush, and in December, Super Mega Basketball Extra Innings and Super Mega Basketball 3 will go away. So basically you just so can't play yeah. those. Can, can you play those games by yourself, or do you need the, uh, do you need the uh, server? Yeah, there is, like, for most of those games, if not all of them, I'm pretty sure there's, like, single-player functionality, but, you know, you lose the ability to play it, like, with your friend besides having them sit next to you, which is a lot of the fun of it, you know. Um... But, I mean, it happens all the time. You know, they shut down servers. You know, they only... I guess they... I make sense. You know, you can't leave them open in theory forever. And then they stop updating them after a while. So, like, all of those games probably haven't really been touched by anyone in, like, 10 years. So, it'll be like, the last update will have been from 10 years ago telling you to go play the new game that came out nine years ago. You know, so... You know, there's not much of a future for those games anyways. I mean, there there have been games that have been shut down forever. You know what I mean? Even recently, like there was a, a, a it's a newer game, Overwatch, 
And okay. that's the game that's like there's like a competitive scene for it, and it's like you know you 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 pick a character and they they shoot guns differently than other characters, easy broad strokes. Uh, when Overwatch Two was coming out, it came out like in October second, October first. They shut down the original Overwatch completely. There is no single player for that game, so they just shut down the whole game wow. essentially. So you're just out. You're just out. So there are people playing at the end, like not playing the game, just saying bye. There's video of it. People are like literally crying, like that the servers are getting shut down. This is and the then, I don't have any friends in real life. These are the only people that I know, and I'm ever going to see yeah, them again. And just cut yeah, off. Yeah, sort of. And then, and then Overwatch Two came out, and then it's like, oh, you can play the game. And then uh, all those skins you bought, all those ex- those skins and those uh, like just things like that. Yeah, you don't have access to those anymore. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they should at least let you transport your stuff. It's like, oh man, you need to like download it. You know, I don't know. You just feel like you're losing all that stuff. I guess that was like when when Kev they talked about that Star Wars like open world game yeah. that they used to play it that like it was gone forever and then they went did, didn't they go back to it to see if their stuff was still there and it was I thought yes. but I don't remember oh boy uh, let's see uh, the last one we have here is eBay alert eBay alert eBay alert so there are two unreleased never digitized NES games for auction on eBay they were like Jeez. sample productions, like, like they never. They were like like, like super rare. Um, one of them is called uh, what is it? Battlefields of Napoleon. It was only ever released in Japan. Excellent. And the other one Excellent. is a cartridge for the Power Glove. Let's see. Demo of a few games developed for the Power Glove, and Power they are Glove. on eBay. Let's see. Is the listing over? How much do you think that... Okay. NES Battlefields of Napoleon, English prototype, WATA, with document production boards. How much do you think it sold for? So, I feel like this is high. I almost feel like it's not high enough. I'm going to go 50000 It's a little high. It was twenty-eight, almost 29000 Oh, okay. I knew it was a couple thousand. I just... I went high. I know I probably ruled my, myself out of it, but I was like, <laughs> all right, I think... That, I know it's high, but I just can't tell how high. Yeah. All right. And then the power glove, is that one done already? Oh, let me look. Let me go back and look. Hold on. Back into it. Now, these were prototype games for the power glove. Yes. The power glove, it launched. It was out there, right? Yeah. It was fucking horrible from what I heard about <laughs> the power glove. So let's see. Fucking atrocious. NES prototype demo cartridge from Rare LTD unreleased. So yeah, that one, what do you think that one went for? Unreleased game, partial. Okay, so with the knowledge of the 29,000, which might be cheating Price is Right rules. I'm, I I forget how Price is Right works, if you do them all at once or not. Um, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go lower, 25,000. Oh, that one only went for 11,000. Wow, way lower than I thought it would. It's because like, no one has a power glove. You know what, though? It's because it's a, it's also, it's like a prototype. I mean, it's not like it's a sealed NES. It's... It's kind of a crappy cartridge that never got, you know, wasn't like in production, doesn't have any art, you uh-huh. know. So, like, I think it's it's a different kind of collector that would yeah. be interested in that. Did, um, did you ever see the E.T. Uh, the E.T. Uh, documentary? I didn't see the documentary. About, I just know that there was like a landfill full of cartridges. Uh, that uh, It was about like the theory of the landfill that became a real landfill later because they found it. 
<laughs> the worst the worst video game ever made the et game yeah yeah that was a bad game yeah now is is, is twisted metal a video game yes right now the peacock's making a series out of that right apparently i heard about that yes so the, it's what it's like so it's, it's like, like road, twisted road metal warrior with uh, uh with clowns is that what is that what it is also like the the, the like the titular char- one of the main characters they no, never none of them really have like personality or like anything beyond the fact that i feel like it's just like i am person in car who kills other people for things um so yeah there's like it's you drive around in your car you blow up everyone else's car and then you win the tournament and i think it's in hell the whole time you find out spoiler <laughs> um you're in hell i think so that's a whole thing um it's a fine game i mean it's 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 not for I don't know really know anyone who plays it, but I know people play it. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean it'll be interesting to see how that works, you know, what the goal is, if they're gonna make up some new character or just flesh out a character that exists in the universe. Because that's the thing with the video game live action uh adaptations where it's like, are you gonna make a plot uh, character are you gonna make character a a real like actually like the character because i'm pretty sure the all the characters in twisted metal are also super fucked up and like a not fun for tv kind of way maybe right so maybe you can see what happens well, it's... And then, yeah how accurate is it the actual twisted metal because the halo show i'll talk about it anytime we talk about live action uh video games was nothing related to halo and all it did was show master chief's face which he never did and his ass his face and ass had more screen time in the first five minutes than any other time in the, in the entire fucking games. Master cheeks. The master cheeks. You never see even the master hand. The guy's <laughs> in his suit 24-7. He sleeps and breathes and eats in it, in theory. I don't even, I've never seen him eat. He took time for his helmet one time in one game. You didn't even get to see what his face looked like anywhere. In, in the game, when he took off his helmet, there was another helmet there. Like, if you, like... <laughs> clipped through he took off his helmet and there was another helmet there and he just put it down <laughs> that's funny uh, well twisted metal uh, on peacock no air date yet uh been described as a high octane high octane action comedy so we'll oh see. fun we'll see i can't like. wait i'm so excited yeah. i just can't hide it uh, get peacock just for this. let's see peacock let's hit uh, let's hit paramount plus uh the star trek stuff's going on over there you know who doug jones is he is the actor that played Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So he's like kind of a tall, skinny guy, and he plays a lot of like aliens and, and interesting creatures just because he's uh, got a interesting body shape, right? Yes. Uh, so yes. like like Abe Sapien. Um, he said that he, he was re- he's on the Star Trek Discovery also, and he was like ready to like be done with prosthetics. Oh, he's also in, uh, what's the, Hocus Pocus. He's the zombie guy in Hocus Pocus. So like he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, he was the alien in uh, not the alien. He was the water creature in the Shape of Water. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, That's where that girl falls in love with the weird mer dude. Yeah, and... yeah, that that was him also. Uh, and he was also, if you watched Buffy, he was one of the gentlemen in the gentleman episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, <laughs> so um, and, and again, just be, so I know that when I went to the uh, the uh. The Hellmouth Con, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of uh, convention about all, all things in the, in the, those universes. He was one of the guests at the at the first year of that, and he's a super nice guy. 
kind of hanging out with everybody at the after party. So anyway, Doug Jones uh, is on Star Trek Discovery, and he put on some more prosthetics for that show. Let's see. Uh, they never made a Chris Pine sequel. Uh, let's see. Star Trek Four loses its director, Matt Shockman. Uh, they're still looking at a new a new movie there. Oh no! And the original ten movies are on HBO Max now. So if you want to oh, go, cool. if you want to go, get caught up on all the Star Trek movies. So you're no Star Trek at all, huh? Not at all. And I, I almost have, I have no desire. I know Kev's trying to force me to do it, but I just, I just have no interest. You, you know, it's just it's not something that piques my intrigue at all. I've seen bits of it, but it just never really was something that I was like, wow. Star Trek looks it's cool. All right, you like it looks bad. You like Star never... Wars, but you don't yeah. like Star Trek. Yes, I know this sounds silly. So you like space fantasy, not science fiction. Science fantasy, not science fiction. I think so. Yeah, like I never really enjoyed any of the um, like anything where it's like space adventuring cadets and shit like that. Like I enjoy more Lord of the Rings, I think, than I do Star Trek. And Star Wars feels like space Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean that that is a. I think that's the right way to look at it yeah, yeah. so so that's it yes yeah, star trek always has this uh kind of mirroring society and sh- pointing pointing out society's flaws by putting it in a slightly different setting so that yeah. you can yeah. identify identify the the issues kind, you're kind calculated of, to die in war so yeah. you must die now right let's go to the death chamber exactly exactly it was just it was, it's just like the the boys right it's like oh it's a slightly different universe and you can identify who the fascists are there Maybe you can do that in the real world, too. But anyway, okay. Um, so anyway, that's the Star Trek news over on Paramount+. Plus. And then what about Doctor Who? You're, I know Kev hasn't watched Doctor Who. Do you, you, do, you do Doctor Who at all? I'm not, I'm not a Whovian. I, I knew one kid in high school who was super into Doctor Who. He would talk to me about it every day in math, even when I didn't talk to him. <laughs> uh, so it kind of pushed me away from it a little bit. Even if I, I thought I was getting pushed into it, really. But any desire would just push it out of my mind because I just see this kid, super sweet kid, super nice kid, but he would just talk about it all the fucking time. Well, it's moving over to Disney Plus. So if you want to catch up on it when it gets to <laughs> Disney Plus in 2023, you can start. You could go I'll all the way right back to it. the originals in the 60s, or you could pick up with the new episodes that started in, I think, 2005 with. Uh, That's number eight, right? Uh, no, that was nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was someone like that. Eight was a movie, right? So like one through seven had like seasons on BBC, and then eight yeah. was a movie, and Eric Roberts was the bad guy in that movie, and I can't think of the name of the actor that played the eighth doctor. And then nine was Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Right. And then ten was David Tennant, and eleven was Matt Smith. Twelve was Peter Capaldi. And then, and then thir- 13, 13 is Jodie right Whittaker. Now. And so so she's done, and now it's, um, I can't think of the new guy's name. But the, oh, there it is. His, his name this... is uh, Inkuti Gatwa. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he was on that show Sex Education on Netflix, yes. which is a great show. Um, so I'm looking forward to him. Uh, but they've, they've done their kind of the finale. Like usually in the finale, you see a change from one doctor to the other. And of course, the big. Spoiler news was that David Tennant somehow is back in that. I'm interested to see how that works. Um, so I want to get caught up on on Doctor Who, but I am. It, it's sad. Like the last, I was I was pretty into Doctor Who when it, with the new ones. I really liked Eccleston. I liked uh, Tennant and and Matt Smith. I went to Gallifrey One, right, which is the Doctor Who convention when it came to L.A. Yes. And when I went to that, uh, 
I was not caught up, and I literally have not watched an episode even since then because there's too much other stuff going on. So I didn't even watch the Capaldi stuff. I haven't watched uh, 12, much less 13, yes. and now they're on 14. So my question is, is there like a storyline to all this, or is it kind of just a, a Monster of the Week scenario? Um, it is a little of both, right? It, it, there will sometimes be an arc of a season, uh-huh. Or an arc of a few episodes, and then like I feel like they got to more of season long arcs. Yeah, and I think maybe they went backwards the last couple, and they they didn't have as much of series long arcs. So so the the premise, at least since the reboot in two thousand five, um, with Eccleston, was that the Doctor is the last of the Time Lords. That yes, Gallifrey, where he came from, got totally destroyed, and all of the Time Lords are gone, and he's the only one left with his TARDIS and he travels through time and space just, you know, as the last of the time Lords. Right. Um, so yeah, so there's like, there's certain like villains that recur again and again and again, the Daleks, the Cybermen, you know, so there are these like classic doctor who villains that he will continue to run into throughout the universe. Uh, you know, and it always, it's always, you know, he'll end up at some historical event on earth, you know, and they'll say, oh, I can't stop Mount Vesuvius from exploding because that's a fixed point in time. There are certain things that just have to happen and he can't change it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it'll be like, oh, he's there in Italy around Vesuvius around the, or in Pompeii around the time that Vesuvius is going to go off. Um, but there's something else going on that they're using, the, they're, that some alien race is using to cover up and when it, and they're going to hatch a, you know, a demon egg out of the, the whatever. So he's got to stop the other thing. Right. So yeah. like, there's always, so like, there's a lot of like historical, like doctor who interacts with earth history and then other episodes, he's just some random planet anywhere in the universe, anywhere in space and time. Right. So he always seems to meet somebody to get a companion that's from current modern day earth, usually in England. Right. That's his yeah. companion. And then he travels around and then it's, you know, history and whatever and then, and then we drop off the companion get get changed to a new person pick up new companion yeah, so what happens is essentially when the doctor gets killed he regenerates and then he looks completely different and his personality is different he has all yes. the memories but his personality is different and the reason that that, hap- that happened was the first doctor in season one the actor got sick and he couldn't do it anymore and the show was popular they wanted to keep going so they just decided that they would do this regeneration thing so then every time they the, that the actor wanted to move on or for whatever every couple of years they would just re, you know have the doctor regenerate and they've kept doing it now for you know and then, and then he was supposed to have only 13 and now he's like oh he has as many as he needs they yeah they did something to explain that at the end of 12 because he was supposed to only have 12 12 was Technically, supposed to, they had had said some point in canon that it's, you get twelve regenerations, but they have fixed that somehow. Because I remember in high school, the kid being like, "Oh, we're at number like this one now. We only got twelve. and it's like, "Oh, how are we going?" Because in my mind, that was the cool thing. It was like, "Okay, cool, it'll come to end." Yeah, nope. And not in like a I hate Doctor Who kind of way. It's like, okay, like you know, we've been doing it for a long time now. Now it's like, okay, we can end Doctor Who here. Yeah, nope. They they they, they fix it, and I feel like they um. Yeah, I feel like they they explain something like even even in one there in in the day of the doctor, like all of the doctors were coming to save the day. They needed the power of all of the Tardises, and yes. it was like and somebody said, "Are all twelve here?" And somebody said, "No, all 13. 
and it was like a big deal. And I remember, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't really remember. So yeah, we need we need little Fifi to come in with little Fifi's who stuff to really explain it all to us. But I think little Fifi's like my age, <laughs> so she's big Fifi now. Yeah, um, yeah. Fifi. I don't know if you have Doctor Who uh, lore and you want to share it with us, just call us on the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. I'm glad my Pavlov got fixed. <laughs> yeah, you like you were in a glitch in the Matrix at the beginning of the episode. It was gone. Oh yeah, no, I was really like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I broke programming for two seconds. Let's see. Yeah, well, I think we can we can wrap this up. It's a it's a holiday weekend. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else in the news that we want to cover? I think holiday it, season. Yeah, it's holiday it's season. Doobie doo. Yeah, let's let's do the social medias. Why don't uh, why don't we wrap it up with some social media stuff? There you go. Tell, you want me to go first? Tell, let's do yours and Kev's, yeah. All right, so I am at Fat Dumbledore uh, on Instagram and the uh, video game stuff, Fortnite and whatnot. You'll find me at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And you can find Mr. Kev is BK Geek stuff everywhere except Xbox One, where he's Big Kev GS, I believe. You should just fix that. Watch oh, them, just make it like BK Geek stuff everywhere or whatever it is. Uh, you can find me at Piday Scott on Twitter as long as Twitter lasts, and I think I'm at Piday Scott one on uh, Instagram, but there is no Piday Scott, so it doesn't make any sense. But it wouldn't let me have that one, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, you know, follow the show on all the social medias: the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram. Uh, go over to Patreon.com/slash/GeekStuffTNG and support the show over there. We really do appreciate all of our Patreoners. Uh, and uh, did we come up with a better name for this episode than the road to uh, 800 part 2 I don't think we did alright well then with that we will wrap up this episode episode 701 the one we're calling the road to 800 part 2 the way we end some shows by saying Good night, big Kev whichever side of the island you're on and on that note, we cue the music. You might have heard this before. I know I have. Cause this song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice. And the restaurant But Alice's Restaurant was never the name of a restaurant That was always just the name of this song And I guess that, well that's probably why I still call this song Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant I wasn't gonna sing the song tonight Or this decade 
But I realized sometime earlier this year that it had been 26 years since this come out as a movie, and, and it was two years before that that it came out as a record. And it was two years ago on the record, which means it was like 30 Thanksgivings ago, 30 years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend and I decided to go up and visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice didn't used to live in a restaurant. She used to live in the church nearby the restaurant, in the bell tower, with her husband Ray and Facha the dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they used to have a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be. Seeing as how they took out all of the pews and having all that room, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, found the place was filled with garbage, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the town dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction and headed on toward the town dump. We got there. And there was a sign, a chain across the road, and the sign said, closed on Thanksgiving. We had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And so with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset, looking for another place to put the garbage. And we didn't find one, till we come to a side road. And off of the side of the side road, there was a 15-foot cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff, there was another pile of garbage. We decided that one big pile would be better than two little ones. And Rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. He said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage. Just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi. I cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. It was after speaking to Obi for about 45 minutes on the telephone that we finally arrived at the truth of the matter. And Obi said we had to go down and pick up the garbage, and we also had to go down and talk to him at the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one of two things that Obi could have done at the police officer station. First thing was, he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely. Hey, we didn't expect it. The other possibility was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't counted on. And we was both immediately arrested handcuffed and I said Obi I don't think I can pick up the garbage with the handcuffs on he said shut up kid get in the back of the patrol car and we sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the quote scene of the crime unquote friends I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge Massachusetts where this was happening they got three stop signs two police officers and one police car 
But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it, and they was using up all kinds of cop equipment they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track, footprints, dog smelling prints. They took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. They took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and the southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. And it was after the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in a cell. He said, kid, I'm gonna put you in a cell. Give me your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in a cell, but what do you want my belt for? And he said, kid, we don't want any hangings. And I said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure and friends Obi was Cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown Took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars Roll the toilet paper out the window Slide down the roll, have an escape and get away Obi was making sure alright And it was about four or five hours later that Alice Remember Alice? This is still the song about Alice. And anyway, Alice come by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, she bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat. Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning. When we all had to go to court, we walked in, sat down. Obi come in with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and he sat down. A man come in. He said, all rise. And we stood up and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures and the judge walked in with a CNI dog. <laughs> sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog, and then at the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures, and looked at the CNI dog, and Obi began to cry. Cause Obi come to the realization that this was a typical case of American blind justice, and there was no way the judge was gonna look at the 27 8 by, well, it didn't matter. Cause we was fined $25 each and we had to pick up the garbage in the snow. But that's not really what I come to talk about so much. I, I just thought I'd mention it. Cause I know there's probably some people sitting here tonight thinking this is some kind of nostalgic ballad or something and <laughs> I hope so. You never know, they still got that building down in New York City on Whitehall Street. And others like it all around America. And that's where you used to have to go get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. 
And I remember I had to go in there one morning a long time ago for a physical examination. So I got good and drunk the night before. Cause I wanted to feel my best when I went in that morning. I mean, I wanted to feel, I wanted to look, I wanted to be like the all-American kid. And when I went in that morning, I was hung down, I was brung down, I was hung up. I was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking things. I walked in, I sat down. Give me a piece of paper, said kid. See the psychiatrist, room 604. I went up there. I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want to kill. I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead bird bodies. I mean, kill, 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 kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And he started jumping up and down with me. And we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, 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 kill. Till the sergeant come over, pinned a medal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. I didn't feel real good about it, right? I proceeded on down the hall getting more injections, inspections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. I was there for two, three, four, five hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. They was inspecting, injecting every single part of me, and they was leaving no parts untouched. But I proceeded through until I finally come to see the very last man. I walked up. I said, what do you want to see me about? He said, kid, we only have one more question. Have you ever been arrested? And I told him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with five-part harmony, full orchestration, all kinds of the phenomenon. He stopped me right there. He said, kid, did you go to court? And I told him the story of the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one. He stopped me again. He said, kid, I want you to go over, sit down on that bench that says Group W. Now, kid. <laughs> I went over there. Group W. Group W is where they used to put you if you may not have been moral enough to join the army. After committing your special crime, there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly looking people on the bench. There was mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. I mean, there was father rapers sitting there on the bench next to me. I mean, he was mean, nasty, ugly, horrible, crime-fighting guys. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me, and he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $25 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> he said, Kid, what was you arrested for? I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there. 
until I said, and creating a nuisance. And then they all come back and shook my hand. And we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, we were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of stuff, having a good time. Till the sergeant come over, had some paper in his hand. He held it up, he went like this, he said, Kids, this piece of paper's got 37 words for them senses. One no time to crime, detail crime, ain't got a thing to say, pretend tune about the crime, the rest of his name, kind of thing, got to say, and he talked for 45 minutes, but nobody understood a word he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench. And I wrote down the massacre like I was supposed to, and I put down my pencil, turned over the piece of paper, there on the other side of that piece of paper in the middle of the other side underlined and capitalized away from everything else on the other side read the following words kid have you rehabilitated yourself I went over to the sergeant I said sergeant you got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself I mean I'm sitting here on the group W band. I mean I'm sitting I mean I mean I'm on the group W bench Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough To join the army, burn women, kids, houses, children, villages After being a litter bug He said, kid, we don't like your kind We're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington And friends, somewhere in Washington Enshrined in a little folder Is a study in black and white Of my fingerprints They're still there the only reason I'm singing you the song tonight is because you may know somebody in a similar situation sometime. Even some of you could be in a situation like that sometime sooner than you're sitting here thinking about right now. And if you ever find yourself in a situation like that and you don't know what to do, there may be only one thing that, well, there may not actually be a hell of a lot you can do at all, but there's something you can try. And that's to be wherever it is you're supposed to be. You just go down there, you sit there, you ask to see the shrink. You go up there, you say like, oh, shrink. Excuse me, man, but uh, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant and walk out. Imagine one person, I mean, even today, walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. They're going to say, hey, that guy's 30 years too late. Get that guy out of here. Imagine two of them walking in hand in hand, singing in harmony. I don't care what the president says, unfortunately to a lot of people that's still a problem. Imagine three of them. They might think of some kind of organization or something. And so you can imagine like 50 people, maybe 50 people a day walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out, friends, they might think it's a movement. And most of them be too young to know what a movement was. That's what it was. It was the Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacre Movement. That's what it was, and, and that's what it is. And I guess that's what it's always gonna be. And all you've got to do to join is to sing it with me as it comes around again on the guitar. With feeling. You can't get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. 
You can't start singing loud just at the end if I quit singing. You would have thought after all this time, you'd have learned by now. If you want to end war and stuff, you've got to learn to sing loud all the time so people can hear you. Now, I know this is a long song. <laughs> Believe me, I know how long it is. And even on the record, when it come out, it was pretty long. What, 18 minutes, like I said, or something? And I'm not sitting here trying to make it any longer. But I can feel it. I know there's people sitting in this very room tonight that don't believe that songs can change the world or that songs can change the destiny of nations. I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so myself. Of course, I know something that some of you may not know, but I was reminded of it during the last election. See, I remembered back when Jimmy Carter was elected president because I got an invitation to his inauguration and I knew I had to go because I knew it'd be the only one I ever got. <laughs> Been right so far. <laughs> but I went down to Washington, D.C. I'm not making this up now, this is real. I went down to Washington and it's just like you see on TV, people partying and stuff and everything was fine until along toward evening. Somebody come around, tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and it was Chip Carter, the president's son. I said, hi, Chip. I recognized him, he was about my age. He said, Arlo, I've been looking everywhere for you. I said, Chip, how come? He said, Arlo, I've got something very important to tell you. And I said, Chip, what is it? He said, Arlo, we were moving our stuff into the White House, and in the Nixon Record Library, we found a copy of your record, Alice's Restaurant. I looked at Chip Carter. I looked deep into the man's soul. I said, Chip, was it open? And in slow motion, he nodded. Yes, it had been opened. And I want you folks sitting here tonight to know that I did not think about that for a long time. Until just recently, when we was all thinking about Richard Nixon when he passed away. And I see some young people here that may not know. See, but Richard Nixon was the president of the United States. And he used to like to tape stuff. I mean, if you can imagine a world before VCRs and cassette decks was everywhere, you can imagine a man who was truly ahead of his time. And he, he taped everything that went on in the White House and everything was fine until one day they started playing back the tapes. People found out what was going on in there. But it wasn't anything that was on any tape that got the man in trouble. So much as it was what he had erased from the tapes. And there, there was one particular famous gap in one of those tapes that I was thinking about one night when I said to myself, Arlo, how many things in the world are 18 minutes and 20 seconds long? <laughs> things in the world are exactly 18 minutes and 20 seconds long. Probably just a coincidence. But it's good enough for me. So when the song comes around again on the guitar, remember that songs can change the destiny of nations. 
even if it's only by coincidence. You just have to know the words, have the feeling, and wait for it to come around again on the guitar. You can get anything you want at Alice's Rest, except in Alice. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Da -da 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 -da. At Alice's Restaurant. Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>